This is the Perfectly Mentored Podcast with your host, Jason Portnoy. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Perfectly Mentored. I'm your host, Jason Portnoy. My guest today is Buck Wise. He's the CMO of Cardone Ventures. His experience spans across media, content, distribution, and marketing. As an executive within the world's largest advertising group, WPP, he led global teams responsible for driving innovation for brands such as Google, Starbucks, and Nike, all with a sharp focus on digital, AI, voice, data, and technology consulting, education, and connection. Before joining WPP, Buck co-founded a full-service digital agency whose clients included Chevrolet, Valvoline, Major League Baseball, and North American International Auto Show. Buck joined Brandon and and the Cardone Ventures team in October 2019 as a chief marketing officer focused on planning, developing, implementing, and monitoring overall business marketing strategy for Cardone Ventures. That was a a mouthful. Yeah, Uh, man. You got a lot to jump into. Yeah, Buck, super happy to have you here. That's my entire life. (laughs) All right, take care. Uh, uh, really super happy, super happy to have you here. Thank you so much for doing this, Buck. Yeah, of course, man. I wore a tie just for you. I put this on just because I knew I was going to be on your podcast. It's, so it's... I wore a blue shirt because I anticipated you wearing a blue shirt, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I, I got to dress up, man. This guy's very sharp. on brand. You're look, very on brand. This guy's sharp. I, I got to look sharp. No t-shirt. Nothing. I, I got to make sure. Uh, Jason, I got to make sure I, I got a haircut it. today. I got to make sure I look good for you. Thank you, brother. Hey, what can I do for you and your audience today? What kind of knowledge or value can I share to help your audience really understand what they're doing from a business standpoint in their marketing efforts? I would love to have that conversation. Love it. And I think to give that context a little bit, I think we need to talk a little bit about your journey as well, right? So sure, yeah. how did you go from starting your own agency to then wanting to work for another agency. Usually it's the reverse, right? People go from working at a big agency and then they want to start their own agency and then going back, leaving a big agency to going, taking on a role as a CMO. Yeah. Um, you know, what was agency life like? What, what made you make those decisions? Let, let's get a little bit of context around your journey. Sure. Yeah. That's a lot of questions. I'll try to answer them all in order. Let's see. Why did I, start my own agency to begin with. I was in traditional media when I was 17 years old. I worked for iHeartRadio. Now, depending on how old you are, you'll remember that iHeart used to be called Clear Channel. Before they were called Clear Channel, they were called J-Core. And that's how old I am. So now some context to my age. So I worked as an intern. I called up the hottest radio station in Tampa, Florida, which was called 93.3 FLZ. And I said, hey, I'll wash your cars. And they said, how fast can you be here? So I was in the parking lot that afternoon washing vans. I slept on the couch that night because I lived about 45 minutes away and I was there late at night watching all the DJs in the studio. And I basically never left until they offered me a job. And that's where I learned how to create content, cultivate audiences and uh, have that connection with with a community of people. I I had my first radio show when I was 19. I moved to Las Vegas. I was syndicated to over, uh, let's see, it was over 60 markets at one point over 60 radio markets. I worked alongside Ryan Seacrest in Los Angeles and had a radio show there in California for a few years. And what I noticed was that traditional media was arguably struggling with digital media. Traditional media had an issue understanding how to use digital to make that same connection with the same audience just on a different platform. Instead, traditional media really looked at digital as like competitive. You know, they looked at the Facebook or MySpace as a, a place. Now you're, to now you're really dating yourself, man. Yeah, exactly. If you remember the Facebook, right? 
But, you know, they looked at it and they said, they said, you know, this is a distraction for our, you know, they need to be listening to us, not on this platform doing these things. When in reality, they didn't understand the user behavior was to do both at the same time and that you could leverage one for the other or one for the other one. And so that's really when I started my own agency is I was working with CBS and I was uh, working on the talent side. I started working in digital because in, in the traditional space, most employees didn't know how to make the connection to those dots. At one point I was running, uh, I was running digital for CBS and I was helping clients on the traditional side understand how we made the digital connection with them. So it was at that point I realized there was an opportunity that more and more people just needed help with digital. So that's why I created my own agency. Um, I watched traditional rev, uh, media revenue go down and I watched digital media revenue go up. You know, it's sort of plateaued every year. It goes a few more percentages up to digital and a little bit less to traditional. TV still taking a really big chunk. But, uh, you know, the prints of the world and radio of the world slowly taking a smaller percentage of the brand budget each year. And so I knew where my future was and it was going to be in digital, creating those same relationships that I'd done for years in digital. So and then so you you went to why the change to go to WPP then? Yeah, that's, uh, you know, if you know who John Maxwell is, you, you've heard of his laws before, right? 21 irrefutable yep. laws. So he's got one called Law of the Lid. And as a person who started out on the creative side, building my own communities, TV and radio shows, uh, understanding how to, how to manage a Fortune 500 company's digital ecosystem is not something that you can do as an independent agency owner starting from scratch. It's something that you have to go learn to do. And so I knew my law of the lid needed to be increased. And that's why I wanted to work for one of the world's most amazing innovative brands, which is what drove me to connect with Nike. Um, I, I actually did not necessarily want to do agency work versus brand work. I didn't even really have an understanding of the landscape at the time. I just knew that I wanted to do what I believed was the world's most amazing work. And so that led me to connect with Musa Tariq and Jesse Stolik over at Nike. I pounded on the door until they took a meeting and, you know, bothered them with lunches and coffees and finally found an opportunity for me to join a team. The only difference was they said, hey, we're building this team, but this team is not at Nike. It's at an agency. You would be perfect for it. Would you be open to that conversation? And I said, absolutely. So that put me on the path to run uh, social media for Nike Running, Nike Golf. Um, and a couple other Nike uh, brands that I had an opportunity to work on, which then led me to other teams inside the agency where I was running Frappuccino campaigns for social and getting to work on Starbucks and a lot of other really cool innovative brands like Google, PayPal, Nestle, the list kind of goes on and on. But, uh, you know, that, that was my time to learn. You know, if you go through, Jason, if you go through my life, what you'll realize is there was the creative storytelling moment of the beginning of my life, right? Understanding the community, understanding how to make the connection, understanding the call to action, understanding how to be creative and tell a story. And then from there, it was building my own small agency, moving into digital, but still not understanding the big business implications. I was very strategic on digital, but not on business. But what I learned when I get into Nike is that you're held accountable to a business, you know, P&L, which is different than just a marketing ROI, completely different, right? So then I had to learn that aspect of my life in order to have a full circle understanding 
of how marketing affects business. Um, and so from there, from that agency, I moved into a SVP, uh, global SVP role for partnerships, where I really learned the importance of data. So you see all these like pieces of my life all creating this amazing unicorn of experiences of creative and strategy and business strategy and data. And so I feel super fortunate that I've been able to do all the things that I've done. And that's what's led me to Cardin Ventures and helping business owners across America understand that exact impact that it has on their business from start to finish. I, I want to go back because you said something super important uh, that, you know, there's a business, right? It's yeah. not just marketing ROI. Sure. There's a P&L involved. Mm-hmm. So we have agency owners listening to, you know, small boutique agency owners, sure, to, sure. Uh, actual entrepreneurs or business owners that, that are listening to this podcast. Yeah. How do they mesh that together? And how do those worlds, how do those worlds combine? Because you have the business side looking at it and being like, Hey, I'm looking at my P and L and this isn't working. And then you have the agency side looking at it and being like, well, here's the ROI of our marketing. It clearly is working. How, sure. do, how do they like reconcile all that? Yeah, that's where Cardone Ventures comes in. That's why we exist to help business owners understand that marketing is not smoke and mirrors unless you hire agencies that all they do is smoke and mirrors. Right, so we have an approach called the 360, the 10X 360. And that approach looks like this. There are four quadrants to a business. People, HR, you've got marketing, sales, business operations and scaling, and financial, financial modeling, right? So you have all four of those quadrants of your business and they all play a part with each other. So that's why business owners will go, I don't know marketing. I'm just going to hire these guys that know marketing. The problem is the guys they hire that do the marketing don't know the people, don't know the effectiveness, don't know the operational scaling. They don't know the business strategy. They, you know, they know a light strategy of the business from a tactical transactional standpoint. They don't understand the mission, vision, or value of that company, right? They don't understand the financial plan. They don't understand the, the budgeting. And, and then the owners get mad at the agent. I actually stick up for the agencies. Owners always say, you know, I hate agencies. And I'm like, yeah, because you set them up for failure. That's not what they do, right? You're using them tactically and hoping that they're strategic. And that's why Cardone Ventures exists is because we're able to be the partner to these businesses to tie all those pieces together. And that's largely the role that I play here at Cardone Ventures is now I understand all three of those. Remember my background is a very unicorn. I get the business side. I get the people HR. I've led big teams. I understand the implications of process. I understand all of those minute details. You know, our CEO's name is Brandon Dawson. And he believes in two types of innovation, explosive innovation and then granular innovation. The explosive innovation is the idea around your business. It's, you know, I want to do this thing and I'm going to solve this problem for people. And I'm going to start this business. Boom, explosive, you know, it's explosive innovation. But then it's in the minute details of your day-to-day, how you're tracking things. What are the KPIs? What is the process? It's all those small granular innovations that create success for business. And so what I would say is that if you're an agency listening to this and your churn is ridiculous because your clients come in, you overpromise and underdeliver, then what I would say is you need to set up clear expectations in the beginning on how they're leveraging you and that you can only be success, as successful as you understand their business model. And, and I'd agree. I think, I think too many people enter that relationship without defining what winning looks like. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you can't really fix what you don't measure, right? You, if you don't have any KPIs, if you don't have any measurements of success, how, how, do you, how do you succeed, right? You're both setting yourself up for failure. That's exactly it. Yeah. And I see it day and day and it pains me because, you know, business owners got into their business because they love what they do not because they went to school for marketing, not because they, you know, have a, a, a degree in finance. You know, they, they don't know these things. They don't know what they don't know. And so, you know, my mission is to help those business owners understand personally, professionally, and financially how we can grow and scale their business along those lines. And, and I want to get tactical with you, but, but before that, I mean, coming from uh, WPP, right? I, I yeah. imagine the culture at Cardone, at Cardone Ventures, I imagine Grant runs and Brandon and Grant operate and run differently than, than WPP. <laughs> Just a the, little bit. Exactly. <laughs> talk to me about that cultural change and, and, how yeah. important, and how important that is. Not to mention WPP is a, you know, British company that's, you know, held out of London. And so even business culture from America to London is different. There was different cultures even within WPP. You know, WPP, uh, if not the largest, is second largest holding group in the world uh, with thousands of agencies around the world. My last agency that I was at, where I was SVP Global Partnerships, we actually went through, uh, you know, a, an, an agency consolidation. That was very much the trend a few years ago. Uh, before I joined Cardone Ventures. And I was a part of a consolidation where we took J. Walter Thompson, legendary creative agency, and Wonderman Thompson, which is a big direct-to-consumer data agency. And we took the assets of both of those and rebranded them as Wonderman, um, as, as uh, Wonderman Thompson, right? And so we, we combined them together. And that's a 40,000-person agency. That's a 40,000 person agency across the world. Like the culture is impossible to create across an umbrella that size. So what you had is micro cultures inside those, inside those businesses and teams and uh, verticals. So, and they're still in transition. You know, that's the thing about the agency space, the marketing agency space. It's always in transition. If you ever think that's the agency space, then you've never been in the agency world to know that it, evolves and adapts constantly. Um, But, you know, it's interesting working at Cardone Ventures because we're very much in a startup mode because we've only been around for a year and three months, which now feels like three years to me. Uh, That one year flew by really fast. But at the same time, it's well-funded from a strategic standpoint because you've got Brandon Dawson, who's a scaling expert, and understands how to build businesses. So immediately, we have set out a process and structure for this company to be successful. You know, so that makes it feel less like a startup. It's like we already went from zero employees to over 30. And we're, we're, we'll have 60 by the end of next quarter. You know, so like no startup usually grows that fast unless you have somebody at the helm that's an expert like Brandon Dawson. His last company he sold with hundreds of employees around the world for 77 times EBITDA, $151 million. You know, it's like taking that expertise and creating a company definitely has a, a quicker impact on culture. But, you know, you're, you're right. Agencies are slow ships. They are big, slow ships. Anyone in an agency right now, 
they're like, no, agencies are fast. Okay, so let me back up. Brands are massive vessels that are very, very slow. Agencies are a little bit quicker. That's why they hire agencies. They're so big. You know, Starbucks has so many decision makers and so many layers. They hire agencies to help with those layers, right? So they're both slow. Where I'm at with Cardone Ventures and a team of 30 is like, we are just like ninjas. We are super quick and agile. You know, and that's part of what we talk about in the growth of a business. You hit breakpoints and thresholds, right? So as a business gets bigger, you have to tackle the fact that you become a slow behemoth, right? And, and so that's, that's, it, it's all about expecting and calculating where those breakpoints are, knowing where they're at, and then how do you adjust to them? And how do you know the problems to solve before you get there? The only way you're going to know the, the answer to that is by working with someone who's done it before, which is why it's great to have Brandon Dawson and myself partner together to create, you know, such an amazing synergy of, of experience together to create the, the perfect roadmap and blueprint for businesses in their marketing. Yeah. Uh, Brandon's incredible when it comes to scaling. We, we've had him on the, on the, on the podcast. Awesome. You know, one of the things is you've been in the room and across the table from so many big key players, Sure. Right? whether it's your work as SVP. Um, but one thing that's a little bit different for you right now is your access, right? And, and I talk about how important access is to people. You're mm -hmm. now on uh, a private jet with downtime with, you know, arguably one of the best business scalers of all time. Mm -hmm. Right. So there, there's things that you pick up that you don't just pick up from going to an office. So what are some of those key lessons you've learned from some of those downtime trips or some of those, yeah. those moments that most people don't get access to? That's a great question, Jason. I'll tell you unequivocally without any hesitation, the number one thing I've learned from Brandon that has changed my life is all about your mindset. Think about it. You can have all the rules all the numbers, the playbook, the blueprint, and you're still going to fail if you don't have the right mindset. You can't execute on all the answers if you don't have the right mindset. And so that's what Brandon's given me. You know, he often says, and probably said it on your podcast, what you think is what you say. What you say is what you do. And what you do will ultimately become your legacy. And so if you think of that statement, really think about it. If you've never heard that before, don't skip over it as just a quote from Brandon Dawson. Think about it. When you, what you think is what you are going to say. It's just human nature. I hate my life. I don't like what I'm doing. You're thinking those things. You're going to say those things. And then guess what you're going to do? You're going to hate your life and you're not going to do anything. It all starts with what you think. You know, some people like to journal every day, you know, because that helps manifest their thoughts. That's why they have to journal to manifest those thoughts so that they say those things that move them in the direction of the things they need to do. And so um, I, I've watched my own life, my wife's life. He's affected my family's life. By so why do you, why do you, why do you think so many entrepreneurs skip over that? I mean, you look at any trainings that ever go on, all yeah. this, and, and I agree with you because almost every successful person I've had on this podcast will all say the number one thing is mindset, 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 no doubt. And it's the first thing that if you buy anyone's trainings, if they're good, they talk about yeah. mindset, but yeah. it's the number one thing everyone wants to fast forward and skip through and get towards tactics and strategies. Yeah. 
Brandon talks about this in a way, you know, and this is stuff you don't learn, by the way, in Fortune 500 at Starbucks, Nike. They don't teach you this stuff, you know. This is so the stuff that I'm talking to you about right now, stuff I've learned in the last year. It's interesting. There's successful people in the world that don't understand the recipe. Okay. I've been successful my whole life. I couldn't tell you why. There's a recipe. He has the recipe. Brandon has the recipe. Oh, that's why I got that gig. I was, my mindset was on at that time in my life. You know, and I was doing this thing and I did, you're right, Brandon, I did do that, that, that. Oh, that one time it didn't go well. What, what were the things I was doing? It was all of those things. So it's recognizing those things that make you successful or make you a failure. And so, you know, I, I, think, I think there's a lot of startups that just want to get straight to the transaction and not think about the long-term value of what they're building. And to do that, you've got to be in the right mindset. I don't know if that answers your question, but no, it, it did. And, and now I kind of want to pick your brain and get a little tactical, but before that, I want to just, I'm just curious, you, you have so many businesses that come through, um, you know, what is it? 10 X three sixty. Yeah. Um, and they're looking for different aspects. Like you said, what is it? Operations, marketing, finance, right. and people you said, or, or, right. the, or the four, how yeah. bad are, are some of these companies when it comes to understanding the importance of marketing? You know, there's a special person. I, I love the, the DNA of the clients that we work with. Most of the clients, I'm going to say 95% of the clients that we work with, they come in with the right mindset of I'm really successful and understand this space, but I'm stuck. But the reason they come to us is not because they're drainers. They come to us because they want to 10x what they're doing. They just have the self-reflection that they don't know how to do it. So like, you know, our, our, our clients are, I would say, successful already, but they're stuck. They're only successful to a degree. They can't get past that first break point. Our clients typically, when they first meet us, they're, they're just past the million dollar annual revenue mark. We have clients that come in at a million. We've we've had clients that come in at 60, 70 million in annual revenue. We have hot, you know, large clients. We have smaller, smaller clients that are still going through those early day breakpoints, right? And so they run the gamut on annual revenue, but for the most part, they're in the one to five, five to ten million annual revenue. And you know, amazing people and families and life and stories and they're just stuck. They're stuck. They, 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 they do one thing really well and they don't know the other things. And it's up to us to teach them and for them to understand and implement and create whatever that next level of business they need, is. They need the recipe. That's it. So when you guys consult for some of these companies, what are you finding in terms of patterns of what businesses are doing right? And I, I also want to ask you what, yeah. what you find as a pattern of people doing wrong. Yeah, there there must be question. similarities. It, it's, it's the same answer, typically. Data. Data, data, data. They don't know their numbers? They don't have the right numbers. They don't track them the right way. They can't possibly make the right decisions. The ones that are doing it correctly, they have the right data, but they don't have all the data. Isn't that know? crazy, though? You could deal with multi-million dollar, seven-figure businesses that, yeah. you know, I, I speak to them every single day that just don't know their numbers. Yeah, of course. 
Yeah. And that's because that's not something that they were taught. There's no real school for business. You know, there's no like how to, how to grow and, and scale the perfect business. There's lots of books, there's courses, there's mentors, you know, but it's like most of these owners that we work with, you know, got into something they love. They didn't go to business school to start a business. So, you know, it's, it's expected, but it's exciting. Or, 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 they, or, they, or they group very fast without needing to lay the foundations, right? Right. Like that, that happens right. a lot of times too. Yeah. But it's exciting to me because, you know, if you've got a business that got this far, but can't get over the edge, it's like all we knew, all we need is it's in the minutia, in the detail level of getting them to that next level. You know, so it's exciting to see a business succeed and go, Hey, I'm doing really well, but I know I can be doing 10 times better. Can you give me the, the break points and thresholds to do it? You know? So let's go into, into your job as, C, as CMO yeah. uh, and marketing is, is your forte. What are some of the biggest mistakes these companies are coming in with, in regards to marketing? Mm. It's different at every level, you know? Marketing is not a one-size-fits-all. I think agencies, if there's anyone listening on the agency side, they get into an issue where they templatize their strategy and you just can't. There's no such thing, right? Businesses are cyclical. They're different. They're brick and mortar. They're e-com. They have different needs. They have different evaluations at different times. And so I don't know that I can give one answer, but, but I think the most common thing that a business will struggle with is how to automate right? Because they're so manual in nature that they're not building the proper infrastructure and the proper tools and techniques and process to automate and to grow. That's what usually what we call is choking the flow. We, we talk about marketing from a flow, conversion, and retention standpoint. And most businesses will choke right in that beginning of that cycle. They choke on the flow because they, they don't have the proper automation. When I say automation, by the way, I don't mean just like, you know, replies to text or email. I mean the automation and giving a customer an amazing experience, but making it feel personal. That's typically where businesses fail. I think most people, I, I mean, I, I shouldn't say this. A lot, of the, a lot of the people I come across, they think the value is done after they pay, after the transaction, right? Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. The, the transaction's over, your value you know, you giving value ends when they realize on an e-commerce side, there's the unboxing, there's mm-hmm. the emails, there's the, there's everything that goes, that goes into it. So yep. I think you nailed it. Um, working with such global brands when, when you were at the agency level, sure. what are some takeaways you could bring to SMBs right now to help them grow? I mean, I'm sure you provide valuable insight in terms of a lot of these people coming through 10X360, especially yeah. from a marketing side you know, that they can learn. I know there's a lot, there's a lot different, right? You don't have the bureaucracy and, and, and the slowness, but what are some things that, that working with those big global brands um, that could be applied to SMBs to help them grow? Yeah, sure. Uh, the first thing I'll say is for me to give the answer to that question, Jason, I'm going to need them to sign up to come to a 10X 360. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to need you to come participate and learn. See, see here, here's how you know he's wealth. not just a CMO and he's deep in the Cardone culture. Cause he's selling, he's That's selling right. right off the bat. I love it. That's right. I need yeah. you to come go to cardoneventures.com, make the commitment in yourself, make the commitment in your business 
take years of my experience and I'm going to spend two days with you where we detail out exactly what I learned in the big agency world. I can give you a few ideas, you know, in the, in the, give big us, agency, give us the teasers. Yeah, sure. Sure. And you know, I think strategy, like go to any business, you know, in that space right now, go to any small business, medium sized business and say, what's your marketing strategy? You know what they always say? I've done some Facebook ads. They don't understand the difference between marketing, branding, and advertising. Most owners don't, they don't know. They think it's all the same thing. And they think it's all paid on Facebook. They don't realize how it runs the gamut. They don't understand strategic tools. They don't understand building out consumer personas. They don't understand avatars. They don't understand how to talk to them. They don't understand voice and tone. They don't understand the brand house. They don't understand the big idea of why they exist. They don't understand you know, the, the core differentiators. They don't understand the positioning. They don't understand the brand pillars that they exist for. They don't understand, that's all just in one section, one strategic tool section. They don't understand owned platforms, paid platforms, earned platforms. They don't understand how you have to be specific about the impact you want to make on each one of those platforms. And to do that, you have to plan. So most owners, what they're doing, and this is where, you know, my experience in big brand helps formulate an outline for small and medium-sized businesses. Most business owners are shooting from the hip, right? They're, see what sticks. Ah, that didn't work. How do you know it didn't work? Oh, that worked. How do you know it worked? right? They're just shooting from the hip shotgun strategy. So my biggest piece of advice and what I go through at a 10X 360 is how to put an outline together that takes all the guesswork away from the smoke and mirrors that most owners think marketing is. I put such an outline together in that 10X, two-day 10X 360 that when they walk away, they literally have a template of exactly what they need to do in order to walk away and have a fully fledged marketing strategy documented. I mean, documented. I start every 10 X three sixty. How many of you in the room have a documented marketing strategy? Okay. What's your strategy? Uh, well, I've got this, you know, I've got this email that I wrote that said we should do a Facebook campaign <laughs> next month. You know, it's like, no, that's not a documented strategy. So, you know, most, you know, most owners, they're just, change in the tire while the wheel moves. And I want them to sit down and build it correctly so that the car can actually work, you know? Amen. That, that, that was, that was preaching to, at least to my <laughs> choir. I love, I yeah. loved, I love listening to that. Good, good. So, so on the, on the other side of marketing, right? The different components to it. Um, how important is building a brand and branding for success? Um, you know, the need to become your own platform, your own yeah. distribution company. Yeah. I think that it's a good question, Jason. I think the first thing is most owners hear brand and they immediately think visual, right? The way something looks. Uh, Logo development. Yeah, logos, branding. Brand is so much more than that. I'm sure you know that. You know, brand is the way you smell. It's the way you taste. It's the experience that people have. And ultimately... If they're not having that experience, they can't trust you. And if they can't trust you, they won't convert. And if they don't convert, you don't retain them. And if you don't retain them, your business dies. 
So brand is important because it sets up the DNA of who you are and why they should trust you. I love it. Um, you know, you're one, one of, uh, one of your bosses, Grant talks about obscurity and yeah. being that one of the main reasons businesses fail is because of obscurity, right? Sure, they, sure. they don't know you exist or they forget you exist. Either way, they can't do business with you. Right. I, I, I've always believed that. Um, so what's, I will kind of wrap up here a little bit. What's your parting advice to businesses who are looking to scale, you know, as someone who's been a part of huge brands and seen sure. multiple consulting sessions through, yeah. through the Cardone 10X 360, let's get a mini class. I know you say come to the 10X 360 class, but let's yeah. get a mini class on it. All right. Just for you and your audience, Jason, I'm going to give away one of the best tips. If you're taking notes on this podcast, this is where you want to write this down. You mentioned Grant Cardone. He's definitely one of our biggest advocates and a 50-50 partner with Brandon Dawson and Cardone Ventures. If you've never read Be Obsessed or Be Average, read this book. If you're a marketer or business owner, read this book. Because the number one reason your marketing efforts will inevitably fail is because you didn't take the amount of action required to succeed period. And that would be my biggest tip is that if you're going to do it, go all in. You have to go all in. Love it. Thank you so much, Buck. For those who want to reach out to you, um, how can they connect with you? And again, go into your sales mode and plug away here. Sure. Yeah. No, I'm, listen, I like to develop relationships. I understand that transactions will happen later. So why don't we just be friends on Instagram, go to about Buck on Instagram. And I'd love to start a conversation, talk about your business, talk about what you're doing, learn a little bit more about you. And then I'm sure at some point you and I will connect dots and, and we'll be working together. That's how it always happens. Buck, thank you so much. Really, really appreciate your time. I know you guys are in our crazy growth mode there. So thank you. For no doubt. Time. Dude, thank you for inviting me on. This is the first time I've worn a tie all year just for this podcast. Love it. I, this is the first time I showered and got dressed since COVID started. So we're <laughs> you good. look great. You look great. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks Jason. I appreciate it, buddy. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for paying attention to that episode. Look, if you enjoyed it and you're looking to scale your business to the next level or just a bit stuck, we've worked with businesses and helped scale them past seven figures. So we know a little bit what it takes to grow your business. So if you're looking for a free strategy call with myself or a team member to help you and help get you unstuck or help scale your business, Head on over to jportnoy.com and book a free strategy call. I'll see you then.